Welcome, everyone. It's a wrap with a wrap. I am your host, Ron Rappaport. This podcast features people who have overcome challenges and adversities, people who can inspire, motivate, and educate us on an assortment of topics. My guest today is Therese T. Fortin Barnes. T is a household toxins health coach and owner of the Green Living Gurus and T's Organics. She guides people on a road to avoid toxicants and chemicals that could cause cancer and other illnesses and lead us towards living a healthier, low-tox life. T navigates us through the process of making healthier choices and informs us of alternative products and options that are not harmful to our health and the environment. For the last three decades, T has helped many people and cancer survivors learn how chemicals can be affecting their health. T brings over 40 years of hands-on real-world experience in living a holistic, non-toxic lifestyle. She is also furthering her education and training all the time. Welcome, T, to the podcast to talk about this fascinating subject that is important to all of us. Hey, Ron, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here and so excited to share with your your, uh, audience. Yeah, like I was telling you uh, before we went on, this is a topic very near and dear to me. Uh, as you know, I'm a uh, male breast cancer survivor, and unfortunately, the cancer uh, has come back, so I'll be going through treatments, and this is a very important topic, not just for me, but for everybody out there. You really need to listen to this. This is, this is really important stuff. So, T, what prompted you to become interested in the subject of household toxins? So I want to go back to my upbringing because that's sort of how I got into what I am doing now. Now I'm, I'm 59 years old now. So when I, when I grew up, which is where I am right now in Buffalo, New York, I grew up in a household where my mother uh, I had three older sisters and a younger brother. We grew up right in the city of Buffalo. And we grew up with all organic food, no fast foods. Everything was freshly made. I thought that's how everybody lived until I started getting into my later years in life, later years in life, as in like my teens. And in high school, I realized like not everybody eats the way we eat. I came home to fresh fruit and homemade meals. We were not eating pizza. We were not eating Burger King. We were not eating tacos. We were not eating, uh, well, not even tacos, but McDonald's. But, and then I started realizing thinking, wow, we are the abnormal ones. My mother was shopping at this little tiny co-op, which is called the Lexington co-op here in Buffalo still to this day that we all shop at. And I started realizing that wow, everybody eats so different than us. We are the abnormal ones. You know, we're the granola heads as people used to call us growing up. And then I went, I know, right? Remember granola heads? And um, so that was was the late 70s, early 80s. And I, that was just the way that I knew. And when I went to college, I went to Ithaca College in Central New York, and I went there to open. I wanted to open up a health food store. This now, that, now we're nineteen eighty one. I want because I wanted everybody to see how healthy really was, and that you can have access to all of these these foods that are in these tiny little co ops across the United States. And I wanted to open up a supermarket that you know, and everybody knows now as Whole Foods. 
I never pursued that dream. I had a major in business, a minor in health. I had a whole entire business plan to do that. But I went to college also as the person that planned all the parties in college. I did that in high school. So I came out a party planner. And for 37 years, I've had a party planning business in the Buffalo, New York area. So that's what I've been doing with my life for 37 years since I graduated from college. But for 37 years, I have never lost the desire to help as many people as possible to get toxic chemicals out of their homes. And through those past three, four decades, I've been approached by people that have wanted me to come through their homes and just show them where could these toxic chemicals be coming from that I got breast cancer, like what in my house could I, could be, could I be sure, getting this sure. from, right? So anyway, so fast forward, I'd been doing that for a long time for friends, family, and just on the side, not as a business, honestly. I never, I never even charged a person. Anybody call me, I'm like, I'll be right over. I'll show you where potentially these chemicals are coming from. Just from my knowledge, from my knowledge of growing up and also for 30 plus years, I have studied endlessly, read endless books on about toxic chemicals and where they are in products, where they are in our food, where they are in our our consumer goods, everything. So in 2020, before the pandemic, I decided, okay, I'm 57. I I planned over 700 events here in Buffalo. Like I, I want to plan like the rest of my life where I really want to do what I really set out to do right. in my, my teens really is to help people. So that is where I am. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, okay, I have two years to really like dive into this, do what I want to do. I can't plan events. It was just a, it was a weird, perfect mix of craziness going on. It was on a perfect storm. Me. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I hate to say the pandemic was good because it was good for me. Um, but I, I took that leap and I just dove in as fast as I possibly could. And I just, I didn't know where I was going, honestly. And I have a lot of things going on with my green living gurus business. And one of them is really helping people get toxic chemicals out of their homes and avoid these chemicals and avoid these chemicals that are causing or potentially causing cancer. Sure. So let's start with consumer products, Mm. uh, such as personal care products and household chemicals. Tell us how the chemicals in these products may cause cancer and other illnesses. Yeah. So the, so the industry in the United States, which is totally different than everywhere else in the world every every country of course has their own regulations and laws and rules but in the united states we have a policy here that you companies are innocent until proven guilty so with personal care products uh lotions deodorants shampoos they're on the market and they are not necessarily proven to be uh safe Right. Until until they're guilty. Whereas you take that same product and you take it over to the European European Union, it could even be the same makeup line. Let's just say Clinique. That makeup line in France 
they have to prove that it's safe before it can even go on the market. So number one, that's a huge problem here in the United States because anybody can put something pretty much on the market, sell it, and it doesn't have to be uh, safe. For, they don't have to prove that it's safe for you. So that's a major loophole. And they're trying to fix that. It's going to take a while uh, because these chemical companies are so powerful in the United States that they do not want the consumer to know Right. This this is the case. So that's that's one of the the biggest things. So what I always tell everybody, because of that, we as consumers have to be our own advocate. We have to read our labels. We have to know our ingredients. You have to know what you are putting on your skin. You have to know what you are shampooing your hair with, brushing your teeth, deodorant, shaving cream whatever the case may be, because all of these products have potentially cancer-causing ingredients in them, and you don't know it. You think that it's on the shelf and it's okay and the FDA has approved it. That's not the case. So we have to, we have to, us, have to protect ourselves and have to protect us, our health as consumers. As to everything, yeah. everything you, everything you buy, whether it's food or anything you put on your skin or you bring in your house or candles, everything, you have to really pay attention. Yeah. You said, you said a mouthful there. You have to be your own advocate because there's nobody looking out for, for you except, except yourself. So let's talk about products that go on our body Mm -hmm. and how they can affect our overall health. So the things that go on our body, shampoos, soaps, uh, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, um, I mean, our skin is the largest organ on our body, right? Right. So we are constantly putting things on our skin. As I mentioned, shaving cream, deodorant, lotion, sunscreen. Yeah. That's a whole topic I can talk about sunscreen. And these Anything you put on your body is just like you're eating. Anything you eat, you're putting in your body. Anything you put on your body is going into your bloodstream, into your system. Right. So you have to know those, those ingredients or pay attention. You don't have to know them because that's almost next to impossible. Believe me, I've studied so many of these chemicals. There's 80,000 of them on the market, 80,000 wow. 80, that are allowed. And there's there's an average of about 11 that have been uh, banned in the United States, as opposed to the European Union have banned over 1100. So there, it, it's just interesting because in the United States, they just, they, they're, they're not as, uh, the chemical, again, the chemical industry fights this tooth and nail in their, the money they have behind everything they're putting on the market is, in Washington, they're lobbying for all these chemicals. It's that's why we have to fight for our own rights and fight for what we are using. Because the money we're bought with what we're buying, our money power at the market, at the grocery store, at the drugstore, is the most powerful thing we can all do. Not only protecting ourselves, but also showing these companies that we don't want these products anymore that are damaging our bodies and potentially causing cancer and other illnesses. So it's really the, the, I have a rule that if I can't pronounce that those ingredients 
or if I don't know what they are, yeah, I do not buy it. And once in a while, a product will sneak in my house somewhere, somehow. It's funny. Somebody will bring in something or a gift. And I'm like, everybody knows I analyze everything. I'll go online. I'm like, nope. Sodium Ben's weight. Nope. Sorry. That's a preservative that causes cancer. Don't want that in here, you know, but it's hard for you. I mean, I, yeah. I do this all the time. I feel bad for the typical consumer that doesn't know i mean you don't yeah. know what you think if it says alo on the cover you think oh maybe it's okay and you know maybe maybe because it's it's got this great label that says it's healthy for the environment that that's a huge issue so they the companies know that's called greenwashing they know that they are trying to get you to believe that it's healthy and it's not so kind of deceptive advertising all the time I see it all the time. It's unbelievable to me, but it, it happens. So, so the so, most, most important well, thing is to read your labels. I was going to say, you said there were like 80,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are you, are you talking about inert, the inert chemicals in there as well as the main ingredient? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Definitely. You know, you mentioned sunscreen and I just want to run this by you. Uh I was looking for some sunscreen, non-cancerous, just Googling. And I came up with one product that had titanium. I think it's titanium oxide. And the other one, uh, zinc oxide. Are those okay? Uh, Zinc oxide is okay. So I'm not going to claim I'm a specialist with uh, sunscreen. Yeah. Uh, I refer to, I actually did a podcast interview with, uh, um, because I have a podcast too, but with some of uh, this woman that she studies every single sunscreen. I forgot her name. I'm sorry that I don't have that, but uh, it fascinated me because she took all, all these sunscreens, tested them on her family. Because sometimes you take these sunscreens and you, you're like completely white. I can't stand that either. Nobody wants to be that zinc oxides like that. Yeah. Zinc. Yeah. So, which is okay. So right. zinc, zinc oxide why zinc oxide is good because zinc oxide sits on the surface and the rays bounce off of your skin. Correct. Correct. Right. right. And some of these other ones, the rays come into your skin. And so, but, but sunscreen, I will tell you that I I am a firm believer in making sure that you find the right sunscreen because there are so many sunscreens out there that have so many of these carcinogens in them and I feel like the sun just bakes them into your skin and is it the sun that is causing the cancer or is it these cancer causing chemicals that are in the sunscreen that the sun is baking into your skin I will leave it at that because I know this is a huge controversial subject okay but um I I and and on top of that there was a uh big uh news uh, story that came out in the fall of 2021 that Valisher, Valisher is a company out of... The- Let me take a moment out of the podcast to tell you about Carolyn Brynick, a guest and supporter of the podcast who was diagnosed in 1994 with acute lymphocytic leukemia five days before her 14th birthday. She was in the eighth grade. Her chemo and radiation treatment lasted two and a half years. She finished at the end of her sophomore year of high school. Raising awareness about the needs of childhood cancer survivors 
and funding to support programs is important to Carolyn as she has dealt with psychosocial issues and depression as well as a secondary cancer diagnosis. She has written a fabulous memoir titled Faith, Hope, and Cancer, The Journey of a Childhood Cancer Survivor. This is Carolyn's story of being diagnosed with cancer as a teenager, surviving treatment, and then navigating life afterwards. She survived a major medical mistake, experienced miracles, discovered the healing powers of dolphins, lost friends, fumbled her way through relationships, and overcame depression that came later in life. Her story will make readers laugh, cry, and feel inspired. Carolyn's hope is that her book will help cancer patients, both now and in the future, realize even more deeply that they are not alone. Carolyn made mistakes too along the way, and she hopes readers learn from her mistakes just as she has. This book is an excellent resource for healthcare workers to gain a deeper understanding of their patients' needs and to especially gain insight on how to approach children and young adults diagnosed with a life-threatening illness. Hopefully, teachers will read this book and learn more about how to support students when they are diagnosed with cancer. The hope is that parents and siblings of people diagnosed with cancer can read this memoir and understand the importance they hold for their loved one during this journey. This book would make a great gift idea for families and friends of those impacted by childhood cancer, nurses, nurses' aides, and doctors dealing with childhood cancer patients, or perhaps a gift to a hospital library. Lastly, it is Carolyn's hope that all her readers discover the importance of faith and hope, especially when it seems there is nothing else. The book, titled once again, Faith, Hope, and Cancer, The Journey of a Childhood Cancer Survivor, is available through Amazon and Kindle Edition, paperback and hardcover, and through Barnes & Noble, and on Carolyn's website, leukemiagirl.com. Book information will be listed in the podcast notes. Uh, Connecticut, Connecticut, Massachusetts. Um, New England, and they 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 have been studying uh, different products and looking at the chemicals in the products. While well, they went into sunscreen, and they found, I think it was about thirty different sunscreens that had benzene in it. Now, benzene is a known carcinogen. It has right. been known to cause cancer, not even potentially known to cause cancer. And they found it in thirty of these. If you look up. Um, benzene and sunscreen you'll see in the fall all these uh the sunscreens that had to be recalled so they they're all these sunscreen companies are claiming they don't know where the benzene came from but benzene is typically in fragrance that is in sunscreen so all that all that smell that you get from sunscreen yeah it's it's not coconut it's not it's not it's it's not not coke it's in my opinion, in my what I've read, it's benzene and many of these other chemicals that they're putting in the fragrance. So we'll get into that in a little bit because okay. I know that's one of my biggest things is fragrance. So unless you want to segue into that. Ryan. Okay, yeah, yeah, we will. Now, food, of course, tea is a major topic when it comes to health. Yeah. What do we know about food products as consumers and how do you feel about organic food? Um, what do we need to know? I'm sorry about food products as consumers and how do you feel about organic food? So this is a, a touchy subject uh, that I talk about. I hear about it all the time. I personally try to eat as much organic as I possibly can or our local farmers that 
grower organic. I'm in Buffalo, New York. So we do not have access. You're in Florida. We do not have access to fresh produce all the time, right? Right. We're buying it from other cities, um, states, even countries for that matter. Uh, but I am adamant about buying certain products that uh, products as in fruits and vegetables that are organic. And the Environmental Working Group has, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Environmental Working Group, EWG. They, it's a great organization, but they put out there about the, the products, the food that you should be buying organic. And if you think about buying certain products organic, okay, so bananas have a shell on them, right? You've got to peel it off. Right. So apples, uh, I mean, strawberries, number one. Blueberries, always buy organic. They're, if you ever went by a strawberry field in California, where we actually lived for about 10 years, and everybody's out there with gas masks on and spraying all the strawberries, you would never buy non-organic strawberry again. But if, if you think about it, they're spraying these vegetables with all these chemicals. You're eating those chemicals. Yeah. And not, not only are they being sprayed into the strawberries, but they're also going into the roots. So the more you can buy organic, the better. And I know some people say it's just too cost prohibitive, but try your best, try, do what you can, the, 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 as do the best you can. Now you mentioned that group. Could, could you, what was that yes. name of that group? An, an environmental working group, ewg.org. They have been around for decades. They are advocates for uh, healthy living and keeping toxic chemicals out of products, food. And they have a lot of different resources on their website um, okay. from their, their different products they advocate for and uh, fruits and vegetables and our water supply, everything. So they're great. So that would be a good resource for people to go to that website. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. See, just, just, just to, to add something, what about grass fed beef? I don't know if you're a meat, meat eater or not. Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, grass, I buy grass a, fed. So I buy a quarter cow every year here in Western New York uh, that we buy from a farmer here locally that is all grass fed and uh, they do not spray their property with any kind of pesticides or herbicides. So that's the uh, way to go then, right? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I know when I don't eat, I, I, I'm so sensitive to chemicals. It's just maybe because I, who I am. But if I eat beef that is not grass fed, I almost can. And my husband too, which I'm shocked he can because he 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 even knows like I can just tell that was just not the best beef, or they fed him hormones and yeah, it just. If you study, if you if you study and read up on what they do to some of these animals, it's just, I mean, they inject them with hormones, they inject them with different things. It's going into their 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 body, and we eventually, as consumers, are consuming them. So, you know, is it getting worse as time goes on with all these chemicals and injections and everything? Is it getting worse? Because I don't remember it being this bad. You know. A long time ago. I mean, is it just getting, I mean, the cancer rates are going up. I know, I know. And, you know, I had an aunt die of cancer. Um, I had an uncle die of cancer. We've all had relatives, right? Sure. 
And uh, when I was back in the 70s, 80s, I mean, if somebody got cancer, it was rare. Now I right. feel like it's everywhere. Yeah. But they are. And if you look at the amount of chemicals that are being used are also going up. Yeah. And, Sounds that way. Yep. And the, the problem, not only with it being used in products and food, but the bigger issue is it's also being dumped into our water. So our water, our water systems are so polluted with chemicals, yeah. not only from the runoffs, right from everything being sprayed and used but pharmaceuticals are being dumped into our water um anything that you know we we you know as as humans are urinating you know it's gross to think but any chemicals that are coming out of us is going into our water so it's got to be filtered out somehow some way but it's yeah. not you know it's yeah it's, it, the water our water system and you can look at an environmental working group they have an amazing resource where they will they analyze all the water around the country and they show you what chemicals are potentially in the water in your uh where you live and it shows you which ones are potentially cancer causing and how how, how the levels of how high they are I mean, I know where I live, some of the cancer causing chemicals in our water that we drink are somewhere between 200 and 400 times the rate that they should be. So I'm a big advocate for uh, filtering water as well. Yeah. Not just not just the Brita, but if you can do anything you can do filtering water, great. I'm all about reverse osmosis. So if you have like a filter things. on your refrigerator, that's. Uh, you know what? It's 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 a good step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, the best thing you can do is a reverse osmosis and the reverse osmosis gets out the majority of these chemicals and it's, it's horrible, but it's, it's just the way it is right now. And, uh, the, right. I, I, I've studied a lot of why I took a class on water and about how toxic water is in our country. And it's, it's devastating to yeah. see how bad it is. And, you know, my friends are like, you know, well, I filter the water in the refrigerator. I'm like, uh, you know, that's great. That's a great step. And even a Brita, you go away to college, you know, what are you going to do? You're in a dorm. Brita's great, but it's just people need to know that we are dealing with, in, in my personal opinion, a major crisis with water and the pollutants that are in our water. So, it's, yeah. And then that's all these chemicals, as you said, there's more chemicals and there's more runoffs and it keeps getting worse and worse. And I agree with you. Cancer is going up and the amount of chemicals that are being used are going up. So T are there certain chemicals we always need to be on the lookout mm -hmm. for that, that we need to identify that can possibly cause cancer and other illnesses? Well, I think, you know, it can get overwhelming. First of all, I want to say, uh, because I talk to people all the time and they're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I do this. I, I store my food in plastic. I, I, you know, drink water bottles. I don't buy organic. You have to just take it one step at a time. And I'm glad you asked that question because taking it one step at a time and looking for one ingredient. Okay. And I'm going to tell yeah. you one ingredient. That yeah. If I can get anybody listening here today to change to look at your labels yeah. and look for the word fragrance. So fragrance is on the word, literally the word fragrance, or sometimes it says parfum, but the word fragrance is, is a word that is 
uh, been used since the 1940s when Chanel, it's crazy to think about this story, but Chanel went to the government and said, well, we don't want to tell anybody what's in our perfume. And it's considered a trade secret. So if you have the word fragrance, perfume, perfume on your product, yeah. you, you do not have to tell, you do not have to disclose the ingredients in that product under the label of perfume, perfume or, or fragrance. So really the word fragrance. So you'll see the word fragrance. You'll probably pick up your shampoo, your deodorant, your uh, laundry detergent, your shaving cream, right. um, lotion, you name it. And that word fragrance has chemicals under the label of fragrance that the majority of them are toxic. Many of them are known carcinogens. Many of them are known as endocrine disruptors. There's dozens of chemicals that can be poured into the word fragrance. And I mentioned that with sunscreen because that's the word on sunscreen that potentially where benzene came from. And so if you can just, and, and, and laundry detergent, I mean that if you have laundry detergent, if you smell your clothes and you think that's a fresh uh, breeze or fresh lemon scent or fresh lavender, yeah, yeah. those are all, those are all chemicals. Wow. And those are chemicals that are consistently in your clothes, in your sheets, in your house. So these, that, you know, that is one big thing that I get people to start to change in your life. When you look at the word fragrance on anything you see and realize that it's really, we call it the F, the other F word in our industry. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. We do not yeah. like that. So yeah, that's a no, no. If you can just look for fragrance, that's okay. the one biggest thing you can change. What, what are, okay, well, that kind of leads to our next question. What are some of the first things you advise someone to change to avoid these toxic chemicals? Well, it's to avoid to change. I mean, it's, I'd be repeating myself, right? Okay, because, yeah. um, well, I guess we kind of covered that, Well, what we did, but I, I emphasize laundry detergent. Okay. And that's probably the, besides water, laundry detergent and cleaning supplies. Yeah. Those three things, laundry, laundry detergent, laundry soap, because laundry detergent, there's so many harmful chemicals in laundry soap. And as I said, you are sleeping in chemicals. Right. We're, we're in them all day. So you are, you are breathing in these chemicals coming off of your clothes. They're in your house because you're you're washing and drying right right and on top of it you're venting outside so you're also polluting the outdoors um but more so for your own personal health you really switching over to better laundry detergent and there's so many out there 10 years ago not even five years ago it was hard to find anything that didn't use toxic chemicals now you can find molly suds you can find um, Meloria, uh, seventh generation. Hey, if you can switch to seventh generation, great. There's a few some buy the one that doesn't have any uh, scent to it. Are these um, are, are these available in the stores? Uh, seventh generation is available everywhere right now. Seventh generation. Uh, yep, seventh generation. Molly Suds. I buy mine on um, online. Okay, Molly and, Suds. 
right. Molly Suds. That's my all-time favorite. And okay. she's got a great story. Her daughter, Molly, died of a stillbirth. I think it was a stillbirth growing up. Or, uh, yeah. But I love Molly Suds because she really gets it. Okay. And seventh Generation is great. It's a massive uh, organization. Uh, they sell them at Target. They sell them everywhere. So you just have to buy the uh, fragrance-free ones. Okay. Let's discuss indoor air and how could that be harming our health? So indoor air is considered two to 20 times more toxic than the outdoor air. Two and to 20 people, times more toxic. Mm -hmm. and, wow. Yep. Some people say two to five times. I've read two to 20. I've read even more than that. And uh, the CDC website even has these, these uh, statistics on their website. Yeah. So the, our indoor air is so polluted because of all of these toxic chemicals that we are bringing in our home from uh, cleaning supplies, laundry detergent, uh, dry cleaning, candles are extremely toxic. If you are spraying anything in your house, uh, room spray, again, cleaning supplies, washing your floors, all of those fumes, everything, it outgasses, you know, even if you get new sneakers, let's say, and you open up the box, you know, that smell. Yeah. That's going into your house. What about a car? Uh, when you get a new car? Oh gosh. Oh my God. We just got one recently. I'm like, told my husband, it was the middle of winter. I'm like, we have to leave the windows open for days. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a big air purifier person. I'm, I'm a firm believer in air purifiers because I just, I, I have, I also have air quality monitors that I measure people's air quality in their house and I can see what kind of chemicals in them. And I took it into the new car and I'm like, oh my God, VOCs, we gotta, we gotta get this out of here. And I'm like, I wish I could put the air purifier on the car, but you can't do that. Um, anyway, so you, so there's things that you can do in your house to help with your indoor air. Okay. All right. So I mentioned, first of all, candles are very toxic. So um, if you uh, have candles, you really want to look and see what candles you're using. There, many of them are made with lead, lead wicks. Um, and those, they can be extremely toxic, especially if they have any kind of scent to them, unless it's essential oils. So there's all these... Your, your cleaning supplies, as you mentioned, I actually started my own cleaning supply line because I was sick of seeing all the cleaning supplies yeah. out there. We're going to get into that later. Yeah. Yeah. And so all these fumes are coming into your house. Even your, even your, uh, your, your um, furniture, if it's been sprayed with any kind of uh, water resistant or fire, fire retardants, Right. All of that, all that sheds off eventually and gets into your ducts, can get into your, your, your dust. So open your windows, no matter where you live. I live in Buffalo. We open our windows, even in the middle of winter. I will always have a crack here, crack there. Uh, fans are great, but make sure your fans are clean. Take your shoes off before you come in your house, especially in Florida, Ron. You don't know where you're walking, what kind of pesticides you're bringing in your house. Um, air filters, of course, I just mentioned. 
Yeah. And, and I mean, there's, and there's many other laundry lists of other things that you can do to kind of just help your indoor air breathe a little bit better. So many homes are made. So they are like, so especially up in the North. So, and maybe in the South too, but so there's no ventilation because, you know, they don't want to let out any of the warm air in the house. And that's right. a huge issue. You know, you're, you're creating this coffin effect and you don't have this, you need fresh air. You need oxygen. I, I agree with you so, on that one. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. T uh, with COVID uh, there was, there's a lot of use of, of these hand sanitizers. Any tips on that? Uh, yeah. So that kind of scared me a little bit with all the hand sanitizers and, um, my husband would come home with someone like, Oh, look, they're handing this. And I'm like, throw that out. That's so toxic. You know, it's, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you, like, you can, uh, use certain things on your hands to get rid of germs, but the best way is soap and water. And I think many people have heard that over and over, just wash your hands. You don't, there's good bacteria, there's bad bacteria. Right. Unfortunately, so many of these hand sanitizers were killing too many of the good bacteria. Um, I can't, I'm not, again, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not gonna go in depth in this, right. but, but I will say, be careful of hand sanitizers you're using because so many of them have really bad toxic ingredients in them that, are not good for you. I don't care if they, what they kill. They are not, they're going on your skin and they're getting into your system. So you have to look at those ingredients and really read what, what you are putting on your skin because many of them have chemicals. And I know many of them were banned and a lot of them came from overseas, from China and Asian uh, countries that they were mass producing these that they knew that they were they were putting them out on the market yeah they were putting a lot of bad stuff in yeah, there very bad 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 stuff especially for kids 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 organs are still yeah. trying to develop and, and, and it's scary because everywhere you go you go to these big box stores everywhere they've got yep. hand sanitizers everywhere you know yep. you see people using yep. what what what's your thoughts on essential oils So um, I think essential oils are uh, amazing, first of all, and, but you have to be very careful with essential oils. Okay. They have, the, 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 they have great properties to them. They've been around for a long time. Many of them can be antiseptic, um, antiviral, uh, and a whole laundry list of other things. I use them regularly, but you, um, you really have to know what you're using them for. Um, because certain ones you can't apply right to the skin. You have to add them to, let's say, fragmented uh, coconut oil. So they are very powerful. And um, the, the, that's a good thing. They have a lot of properties to them that can help with a lot of different ailments. They can also uh, clean things quite well because of their properties with that. But you really have to understand what they are, what they, all of their different, um, you know, what they're used for. So it's, that's a good thing, bad thing, and the same thing. Unfortunately, the essential oils market right now is such a hot thing 
a hot commodity with so many products out there right now that so many uh, companies are using essential oils now as, oh, it has um, tea tree oil, essential tea tree oil. So people think, oh, wow, it's healthy for you. Let's, you know, clean with it because it's got tea tree oil. Unfortunately, these companies, they, they only need to have 2% of essential oils in the product for them to say that it has tea tree oil in it. So here we so, go with the deceptive, uh, yep, deceptive yep. practices. Yep, all the time. It's called greenwashing again. So you really, again, and you have to look at it, always look at the label. Same thing with ALO. I see ALO on everything. Like, oh, ALO. I'm like, yeah. there's like this much ALO in it and you think that it's going to help with your sunburn. No, it's got 20 other chemicals in it that's not going to help with your sunburn. But um, same with essential oils. It's just a... It's wonderful that people are starting to realize how powerful these essential oils are, but the companies are also abusing it as well. Um, how do you clean your home? And tell us about your new business, Tease Organics. Yeah, so, you know, I, as I mentioned before, I grew up in this household. Every Saturday, we had to help my mother. Um, let's just say my mother and father. I think my father helped. I can't remember, but this is back in the 60s and 70s. And he was probably out golfing. No, he wasn't a golfer, actually. He was probably, he, you know, knowing him, he Puttering was gardening. around the house. <laughs> gardening. He was a gardener. Oh, there you which, go. Which is why I have plants everywhere. Yeah, I'm looking at your you plants. They're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad was, he taught us everything about plants and gardening. So he did the outside. My mother did the inside. But when we were growing up, we cleaned our toilets with baking soda. We cleaned our windows with vinegar and newspaper. And I don't know if you remember that, Ron, but those were the ways that uh, they did it in the 60s and 70s until all these companies came out with all these chemicals and you don't need that and spray this and you can do this. So I'm a, I'm a basic person. I've always cleaned with just uh, vinegar and water, everything. Is that white vinegar? White vinegar and water. Yeah. Thank you for okay. saying that. As a, Yeah. And so what I've done for years is I created my own uh, all-purpose cleaner. I just tease organic cleaner. And I just, once in a while, I would give it away as a gift. Here is something I made. And everyone would come back to me like, I need another one. I'm like, oh boy, I didn't think I was going to be like this little market of making this product. And then... Last year, I had a girlfriend of mine saying, you know, you really should try to put that on the market because it's everybody loves it. And I'm like, all right, I'll do that. So it was kind of a little bit of a fluke, um, but it was a fun fluke that I tested it, put it out. Here, I have one right here. I keep them everywhere because I love the way they looked. It's a blue cobalt glass jar, which oh, yeah, is real, yeah. really important with, essential oils that it's in a dark glass jar. Otherwise uh, the oil properties start to diminish. So anyway, so then I put it, I tested it and put it on the market and we're really, honestly, we just launched in the fall and just trying to bring on some more products and trying to get 
things a little bit more organized because I was a little blown away about how you know many people wanted it. And so we have an all-purpose um, cleaner. We have three room sprays, and then we have most importantly uh, a refill bottle because we don't want to we don't want to throw anything away. I'm all about I hate plastic. I want to refill and repurpose right. and reuse. So. Are you working on any new projects now? So uh, besides my Tease Organics, I have uh, an online program that I probably will not launch until the fall that will help people uh, steer them away from uh, chemicals that can cause cancer specifically and other illnesses and helping people online year round, trying to help them avoid all these chemicals as opposed Sounds to great. Just, yeah, as opposed to just following me on Instagram, which I do all the time or Facebook yeah. and whatnot. But I felt like um, I had somebody come to me and saying, you need to get this out there more. More people need to hear what you're, you're you know, the word that you're trying to spread because it's, um, a friend of mine had cancer. She said, you know, you're helping me, but I want you to help other people around the world. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, that's my mission in life. The rest of my life, I did dedicated to it. God so. bless you. Yeah. What, what, yeah, what excites you the most going forward with your work? You know, when people come to me, I had this one girl, she's a breast cancer survivor. And she came to me and said, you know, when you first came to me and told me I had to change my laundry detergent, I wanted to, I, I, I didn't like you. <laughs> I didn't like you. <laughs> Nobody first. likes change, right? No, they don't. And you know, know what, especially, especially when it's a smell, especially yeah. when it's a scent, we all can relate to scents sure. growing up, you know, you have a scent in your mind. You don't want to let that go because you think that's, that's my childhood. That's what I grew up with. I smelled that. I thought that was, and right. I've had more people come to me and say, I am so thankful that you opened up my eyes to this smell that I had to release from my upbringing that I thought was good. And I realized it was how bad it was. And she said, I now go to, when I go to someone's house and I smell anything that has that scent on their clothing or dish towels and I have to tell them as a cancer survivor you have to look at what you're putting in your house so when I hear that that I hear that I know I tear up but I hear that they are spreading that word I feel like you know if I help one person yeah I've helped many others. right and that's what this podcast is all about you know yeah. I, uh, a lot of people listen to it but hopefully we can we can help more than one but even if we yes. help one you know, it, the, the whole yes. process is worth it. T, how can people contact you? So uh, the, my website is thegreenlivinggurus.com. And you can find everything on there. You can find uh, Instagram, my Instagram link and all my social media, and my blog post and my uh, podcast is on there and our store is on there as well. And, okay. you know, I'm pretty accessible. So um, if you send a message, I'm always uh, willing to answer back. Could, could you repeat that me. again? Yeah. The green living gurus.com. Dot green living. Yeah. The green living gurus.com. Got it. 
And okay. honestly, uh, it's easy to Google. It's out there. My name is very, I'm the only person, Therese Fortin Barnes in the world. So <laughs> that's a good okay. thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm going to list that in the podcast notes. I want to thank you, T, yeah. for being I want to thank you for being on the podcast and sharing all this valuable information with us. Uh, this is a very important topic, and I hope everyone out there will share this podcast with their friends and family. Uh, it could save a life. Comments and suggestions uh, for the podcast, you can email me at it's a wrap with rap at gmail.com. Our Facebook group and page is it's a wrap with rap, growing very nicely. Instagram, it's a wrap with rap podcast. Our website, uh, and you get on the email list, is it's a wrap with rap.com. And we are on YouTube. All the episodes are on YouTube. It's a wrap with rap, the podcast uncut. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please stay safe. And for now, it's a wrap.